Or, or should I say, um, what inspired the project? I should say. Are we are we recording now? Oh, oh, I'm I'm just I'm trying to get a feel for you guys. I'll I'll uh, lead into the introduction, um, but I I just you know I like to get people talking before I go into everything. Oh, I want to save that question though because like that that question is the deep one, and it'll be good for the show. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. No problem. No problem. Well, if that's the case, then um, I'll just get things. You can ask us about our zodiac signs. To get a feel. Hey, that's up. That's up to you. You know, just, just, just know the people going to watch this. I'm just trying to break the ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, same accord. That's how we are. And this, if you ever heard Pillow Talk with the C, same thing. Oh yeah, I've caught several of your lives. You know, I like the conversation. I like how uh, people like to open up to you more than others. I get that all my life. <laughs> not all my life all my life <laughs> something about you big t is making us all goofy something about your energy okay i, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but i appreciate no no it. that's a good thing you want the goofiness you want us to be silly you don't want us to be super super duper duper silly. yeah we don't want all our interviews to be the same but of course yes no we, we want to go too okay well i'm definitely uh gonna try to uh stick out you know what i'm saying nice nice i think sabrina's back yeah that's a big ass jug of hand Yo, I, I swore i thought she was about to drink it i'm like what is she doing i'm gonna put it out the way that's funny. what is that it's a big ass jug yes it is mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, the Landover Legend, aka Big T, and thank you for joining me on another episode of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. Today, I have with me four lovely young ladies who are part of a crew of a movement called the Soul Sisters. I believe that today's times are necessary when it comes to being real and talking about situations that we go through every day, and through their mini series, you will learn a lot, and I think you will feel them in the same way. So, I am going to let the ladies introduce themselves, and I'm going to start with Trish. Hey, everyone. My name is Trishy Marie. I am the certified life coach, also the creator and executive producer of the show, Soul Sisters Reality Show. Thank you, Big T, for having us. I'm excited to be on. I can't make this up. All right, June. Hi, everyone. My name is June. I'm one of the cast members of the Soul Sister Reality Show. And thank you, Big Tim, for having us. Hey, hey, hey. Big Tim? Is it Big Tim? No, just Big T. <laughs> oh, oh Big T, Big T. Mm-hmm. All right, Big T. Well, nice to meet you. I'm your curvy worthy queen, Brina. 
and I'm so blessed to be here and glad to speak to you. And of course, my name is Kwamea, but for those who can't pronounce it, you can call me Q Kwa or either Queen. I am one of the cast members of Soul Sisters Reality Show. And thank you so much, Big B, Big T. I don't know why is it so hard for us to say. You know what I'm about to say, T. T. Like, yeah. Yeah, what well, I'm glad to be here with I can't make this up. I appreciate you having us. No doubt, no doubt. I appreciate you guys for joining me today. You know, um, this is actually the most people I ever had on my show at the same time. So it's going to be interesting seeing how this works out, you know? Yeah. We're excited. We're definitely excited. It's a a female energy takeover. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to make sure that I, uh, I, I, I keep representing for the males while we're having this conversation. You know what I mean? (laughs) okay so uh getting back to uh, my first question soul sisters uh i want you to uh break that down to me what that means and you know what started this project okay good question so basically soul sisters is a movement that i created to bring women together to really heal and deal with you know issues that we don't normally talk about and bring them to the surface and for us to come together and have empathy sympathy for each other and given us a safe place for us to really communicate and build a a bond so really the inspiration behind soul sister was my own healing i went through depression i went through postpartum depression both depressions at the same time so it was a lot a lot of darkness going on and um you know, I had just moved to Atlanta. I didn't have family or friends here. I had my husband and my kids, but I didn't really have what I was used to, which is the supportive like system of having like your cousins, your friends, your, you know, your parents. So it was really a shock for me when I moved out here, which helped even more that depression grow because, you know, I didn't know anybody. And um, in the midst of my depression, and when I finally did get out of it, I told myself I was going to, you know, make my pain my purpose. I became a life coach. And I really wanted to just help people that was going through the same thing I went through. I wish I had somebody, you know, to help me. I wish I had like a, a life coach or a therapist. I had to get myself out the funk by myself, really just reading books, doing some inner work. And I wanted to help other people. I wanted to help people, you know, go through that, get through it you know, being there, the guidance that they need. And through that, I became a certified life coach. I started meditation. My, my sissy Sabrina reached out to me and said, Hey girl, I want to meditate. And, you know, hopefully you can host it. And I was like, absolutely. Let's do it. You know, I love Sabrina, like with all my heart. So I'm like, let's do it. And she invited some more beautiful women into this um, meditation session uh, via zoom. We did Monday through Friday, 8am, which I'm still doing. So if anybody's interested, hit your girl up. Um, So yeah. And then through that meditation, it just became like a word of mouth thing. You know, one friend would tell another friend and that's how we kind of grew over like was over 30 women and at that point you know they were just telling us they would tell us their stories during the meditation their experience with the meditation what they were going through what healing they were going through and I really connected to to these ladies like I really loved their stories I really loved how they were just being so transparent on the zooms and we never even physically met it was really just like this a zoom meeting and um from there, I invited a couple of the girls and I said, hey, how would you feel if we if I got a beautiful beach home in Delaware? 
where, you know, none of us are from Delaware. So it was like an escape in the boonies. And, you know, we did a, I did a healing retreat and we all came together for the first time to really meet and do some healing and connecting. And I didn't tell them I was filming it for a reality show. That was a little surprise. That was the kicker when we got there, you know, they were all upstairs and we were doing a meet and greet. And I was just like, ladies, I have another surprise. I'm like, I'm doing a reality show. And they were just like, what? And I'm like, yes. Um, you know, obviously I gave them the, the, the privilege to either want to be a part of it, or if they didn't, that was totally up to them. You know, I'm, I'm one about privacy. I wasn't going to expose anybody who didn't want to be on TV. But what I loved is that they all agreed. They always like, let's do this. Let's share our story. Let's start this movement. Let's, let's be the first to really inspire other women to change. And that's really how Soul Sisters has happened. And it's something that is expanding. I'm, I'm actually filming season two in April, which I'm excited about. But right now we are on this press tour for season one, which will be, we'll have a special air in February 10th on Facebook. So if you have Facebook, go follow at Soul Sisters Reality Show, February 10th at 9 p.m. I am doing the first exclusive watch party before the release. Well, you'll be able to watch it with me, the creator, but also these lovely ladies that are a part of the cast. So you'll be able to ask your favorite Soul Sisters questions and vibe out with us. So that's really how it got um, inspired. That is, uh, that is very in- inspiring and a little, a little sneaky, but I like the way you uh, you made that happen. You know, I think that uh, I had to ever- be sneaky. <laughs> I had to be sneaky because, listen, if I would have told them they were being on camera, first of all, probably half of them would have dropped out because I'm sure the mind would have got to them and they would have started overthinking about it. And then, you know, I just I wanted it to be authentic. I wanted it to be real reality TV. And it's not real reality TV if people are prepared and they're like, all right, you know, because, you know, as women, we're overthinkers. We think about everything. So I'm sure we all would have been in our head, like rehearsing. OK, what are we going to say once we get in the house? Like, so I'm like, no, we need this to be authentic and real. And I really wanted it to, to bring the reality back to reality TV. So me not telling them wasn't intentionally trying to be sneaky, but to give you guys, the viewers, the best show possible to see that these women are everyday women. They're just like you. It's the girl next door, you know? OK, Uh I live by the philosophy, I'd rather ask for forgiveness than permissions. So it's very understandable the route you took. Uh, I guess the the first question I could ask after that is, um, you know, what was everyone's initial reaction once uh, they realized that they were going to be on a reality show? Uh, we, could, we could start with you, Jim. Um, I was excited and nervous all at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, it was an honor, you know, you know, to actually think about it, you know, that Trishy, you know, thought that our, our stories and, you know, the things that we went through in life, um, was worth, you know, sharing and could possibly help in someone else's healing. So that part of it was an honor. Um, I was nervous because, um, I was the chef. Not only was I there for healing, but my cooking and everything was going to be put on display for everyone to see. And um, it was just a lot. But um, again, it went back to a privilege and an honor. So, 
Okay. How about and let me tell you, because June is being very humble right now. <laughs> very humble. <laughs> like, oh, I just did the cookie. No, it wasn't just, oh, just what's something <laughs> This lady threw it down, like threw it down. We were so oh. spoiled the whole time we were there. We had breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, everything, you name it. And it was so finger licking good. Mm, so if yes. you, you guys have to go follow June's kitchen because she uh-huh. did amazing. So she's very humble right Thank now. But listen, <laughs> I know I'm not the only one who, who can attest to that, that June threw it down. June, yeah, June, don't, don't, blo- don't block your blessing. You got to tell people about your gifts now. Yes, right. yes. I'm getting better at that. You know, that yes. was one of the things that I was working on um, is confidence. You know, that was one of the things that, you know, I was having issues with. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and Sabrina, you? Um, the question you had, had asked was? Um, how did you feel when you found out you were going to be on a, a reality TV show? Well... I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I I wasn't worried about the reality show part at all because I just felt like I needed a healing. I was coming for a reason. Um, As as Trish told you before, we, I reached out to her because I was ready for a spiritual awakening. Um, Grew up, you know, in a home with Liberian West African parents and they're Christians, you know what I'm saying? God-fearing people, Um, you know, I was judged about, you know, my choices of wanting to meditate, but I didn't care about that because at the end of the day, um, in the season right now, as we speak, um, you know, living in my authentic truth, like I don't, you know, care about all the extra other stuff about reality TV and everything else. Trishy created a safe place for us. Each and every one of us can say we had a breakthrough. Um, so I was just happy for the healing. Um, I was happy to meet other women. I really can't say I really knew like that to just hear their stories and their background, um, to put myself in their shoes. I can't say I can do that if, if that makes sense. Um, but I gained soul sisters. I'm a sister of seven girls. So for me, it was just something new, if that makes sense. Um, and I just needed a healing, like I said, so I was happy to hear that Trish was going to document it, um, you know, and she's a certified life coach. She, her, her, her work speaks for her. Um, so when you guys see the trailer, well, not the trailer, the exclusive Facebook Live watch party that we have February 10th, we'll be watching it with you guys. So we're going to see what, what, what she, you know, her, her husband, shout out to Short Shot Company, did. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I would say for me, um, when she initially told told me told us or told me, I I didn't really care too much. I was like, I was just there for the healing experience. I really was, and it was like the camera catch what it is that's going to be truly naturally real. It is what it is because then that's showing and allow for us to show people who's out there struggling to heal to actually see where the journey begins and when it's going to continue to. Um, go on and on because again, like I always say, this is not a nine to five or Monday to Friday. This is a lifestyle. This is something that you implement into your life every single day. So I was like, listen, if it touched one, we did our job, assignment complete. Um, so I really wasn't nervous or anything. Um, I love surprises. I'm, I'm a girl of a surprise. Um, other than that, I was just really excited and just, um, you know, just wondering. Mm-hmm. Unknown what was going to happen throughout the week. 
Okay. So it sounds like you guys got together and had all brand new experiences and a a group collecting of a healing party. You know, we started out with virtual connections and then it became, you know, physical in front connections and then um I'm I'm assuming that the uh the experience was exhilarating, especially, you know, being around, having togetherness and everything like that. So was it was it anything that happened that you didn't expect uh, to happen, like a uh, certain emotion come out or crying out of nowhere or something like that? <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing because absolutely, like um, everything, we're we're emotional creatures, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it was very unexpected because again, I didn't know that I still was hovering a lot of unforgiveness, hatred, pain, hurt, um, just a lot of negative in regards of me um, being a violent survivor. So when um, you guys may or may not see an episode part in the episode when I started purging, um, and you guys will end up finding out why. And I really did, I was not expecting that. And I, it was surprised me because I was like, what the what, what? So it really shocked me. But you guys have to stay tuned to find out what began that purge. Okay. So Trish, as a life coach, um, you know, you know, taking that step is is different. And at the same time, I guess you could say fulfilling to, you know, I'm saying step into that role. So what are what are some things that you come across normally that you probably experience with these ladies that uh, prevents people from healing or even knowing how to begin healing, like some common things besides like maybe family or religion or something like that? So for me, that's a, that's a really good question, by the way. Really, really good question. Um, for me, what I've noticed um, on my life coaching journey is that we are all fighting our own selves. That's it. It's never really like, you know, of course you hear stories of people saying, you know, well, this happened to me and because of this, you know, this is why I am the way that I am. But I, I like to tell my clients, it's like when you do that, you give people power over your life. It's not because of them, you know, it's you're taking it and you're you're using that belief system and you're creating your 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 life around that your whole everything that you do in life is is based off of that false belief system. And when you do that, you give them power. So what I've realized and really what I know before this was really it's just you that you're fighting. It's never them. It's you dealing with your own issues. And the moment you take accountability for everything, not to say that. You know, because like, for example, you know, uh, Kwamea, she is a domestic violence survivor. Not to say, oh, you know, it's her fault that this happened to her. No, it's not saying that that's your fault. But it's saying that I take accountability for putting myself in a position and I'm going to take my power back. I'm not going to give that to him. I'm going to say, you know what? going forward, I'm going to attract better men because maybe what I was doing was attracting somebody based off of my limited beliefs and how I felt about myself. Because everything that you go through inner becomes your outer world. So it's really you going against yourself. And that's everybody, whether you're a male or a female, every one of my clients, I'm like, that's really what it is. It's learning how to deal with accountability and taking your power back and realizing the only person you're competing with, the only enemy that's out there is you. 
It is you. I guess a lot of people don't understand how to, I guess, self-evaluate because all you know is what you've been taught or what you've been brought up around. So traditions kind of dictate your actions until you, you know, get around some new people and experience some new things. In my opinion, I think a lot of people come up under a fear-based system and it hinders them from, you know, growing outside of what they already know. So, Uh, in, in your guys' experience, and I'm, I'm going to start with you, uh, Sabrina, was it was it like that in your household? Did you did you become fearful of change, and that's what uh, hindered your yeah. uh, growth? Um, I could say that, yeah. Um, we tend to fall in love with our parents' worst habits, so I can say alcohol was my go-to to uh, numb the pain. I don't really talk about it and the girls are probably gonna be shocked, but I had a domestic violence situation too. Um, And I'm not gonna lie and I'm gonna be very transparent right now. Um, My father had an alcohol problem and he used to put his hands on my mother. Um, My mom's a prayer woman. And at the end of the day, she stuck with him. She stuck through it all, you know what I'm saying? And um, I thought that that was love. Um, And not necessarily, it wasn't love. My father was there for each and every one of his girls. but his his alcohol addiction affected him. And then where it is now, he's a stroke survivor. So my mom's still rocking with him. They still together. The love that we have in our family now is so great and so different. It's not even funny. And they all can see the growth in me because I was an ad, I was a bad kid. I'm not gonna lie. I was a rebellious child. I gave my parents a lot of heartache, a lot of pain. Um, so through this whole retreat for me, I um, was able to gain gain the strength to go through the toxic ways I had, if that makes sense. So I was able to face those challenges and to face my um, my fears. And now I can say I broke that wall, but it's still a journey, if that makes sense. It's a lifestyle change. As my sis Kwa would say, not a nine to five, it's a lifestyle for real. So I still do meditation with Trish every day, 8 a.m. And I, without that, I don't know where I'll be, but she taught us to also like she said, take our power back. Know that the things that we go through in life is not so as it's not as hard, if that makes sense. Um, meaning, other people go through worse things than me. So my little problems of not waking up on time or not getting something done or whatever the case may be, like sit still, calm down. You know what I mean? Start start your day off different. So um, I can say that. Um, I hope I answered the question. I don't want to go off topic, but. Um, that's basically what I can say about that. No, that was a great response. I appreciate your transparency. Um, uh, uh, since you brought up domestic, uh, violence, Q, I wanted to ask you something. Um, you mentioned that you, uh, dealt with that in your past. What, what was it that got you out of that situation and, how, like what 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 advice would you give to somebody who's possibly dealing with that today because i've i've had to put hands on dudes that i've seen put hands on females that i knew family members and i can only give them advice but i can't i can't exactly wake them up into wanting to heal mentally and emotionally so 
you know, what, what, what got you out of that situation and, and what advice would you give to someone who's possibly still going through that today? Um, definitely good question. And um, what got me out of the situation was I didn't completely lost this, um, my self-love for myself. It still was there. So I, what I had to do, you know, within that situation, self-love could be buried really deep. It could be lost. Um, in regards to because I had continued faith, um, because not only I had continued faith and love and support from my family, and also because I know that I wasn't um, a full, complete fatherless child, that I had to remember, even though I didn't have my father full time, but I did have from my grandfather who took the strong position stand and forced put his position for him where he showed me that love told me I was beautiful told me that you know you're worthy and worth it and I just had to tap back into that and I couldn't let the the cloud of the what he was saying and doing to me continue to you know bury down deep I had to really sit there and say hey at the end of the day like my grandfather would say it's either gonna be you or him and damn behold it better not be you and I had to tap and remember that and this is something that he always told us, even as a young girl. Um, and when I tapped into that, I, I, I got out. And then also, God rest her soul, um, my cousin, where she was in an abusive domestic violence um, relationship, where he itemized her from the complete family. I remember one day walking, me and my cousins walked past her on the street. And she did not speak to us, nor did she give us eye contact because he had that much control and power over her. Um, when she did decide to leave, she she did leave, go went to back to her mother's house. But at the end of the day, that's why I always tell people when you do decide to leave, make sure make sure it's an exit strategy. Because you could leave and they still end up following you. And they still sit there and stalk you. And they can still sit there sitting outside your house. And wherever you go, and they're gonna continue to follow. And that's what he continued to do until he seen that her, my um my aunt and her brother, my cousin, was out the house, knocked on the door. And when she thought it was them, maybe she thought they forgot something. He sat there and she realized it wasn't them. She tried to close the door. He puts his foot in the door. And of course, again, a man is stronger than a woman. He plies the door open. And as she's trying to run for safety, he shot her three times in the back of the head, right in front of their two sons. So that also was a thing that also got me out of that because I say I refuse for her death to be in vain. Knowing the fact I knew that, I, I there's no way. So um, that's that's definitely those two things that actually got me out of it. And then what I definitely would say and any advice I would give to women as well as men, because men do go through it. It's not as much as um, documented or reported. Um, I would say um, get a safety strategy exit plan. Um, and when you do and you decide to leave and once you do and, uh, and then reach out to the domestic hotline, which they are always available 24 hours, seven days a week. Someone there is to answer your call. Um, they definitely understand the situation because they've been through it constantly for many, many, many years. So no, don't please don't think they judging you. Please don't think they gonna um, sit there and think they're not understanding because trust and believe they do because what they're also planning is for your safety as a strategy. Um, and then when you do decide to leave, make sure you're ready to leave because there's so many people that do leave, but then go back. So just make sure you're ready to leave. And then from there, that's just step one. 
And that's just stage one. When you, because the healing hasn't begun. You just only did step one by choosing to leave and getting this safety exit plan. The next step is now finding out who are you now? Because now you have been altered. You're no longer that same woman or man from that last, from that, before that first um, verbal abuse or before that first punch. So now you have to tap into yourself and begin your healing process to let the shackles and the chains and the hold of hatred, pain, anger release from off of you. Because I carried that for at least about a good 15 years. And I did not know. I was just walking through here surviving and not living. So I definitely would give that advice to anyone who's basically going through it or looking to be able to get out of it. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate the... Uh... The insight and the earnest details. Not a lot of people understand because they haven't been through it. You know, a lot of people go through life, but they ain't really live. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's some people out here that that can live a nine to five lifestyle and be, you know, working beside somebody for years that's dealing with so much that's eating them up, and then the next thing you know, they do something erratic, and they think that you know, this was just a normal person living life just like you, but they was dealing with so much. So, you know, I, I would always tell people to don't just look at somebody, you you know, saying like, if you want to, if you want to be a decent person, like you should really pay attention to people that, you know, that you associate with on a daily, uh, you know what I'm saying? On on a daily, basically, because, you know, everybody, Everybody ain't your friends. Everybody ain't your family. And family is more than blood. Family who's there at the end of the day when, you know, you crying in the bathroom eating Taco Bell chicken wings for no reason. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But, and I would uh, say this because a lot of women stay because of the kids. Don't make that your reasoning. I also, and that's another big mega thing I left is because of my son. I didn't want him growing up thinking that because his father did it, that was normal. And for him to be able to grow going around hitting women thinking that was the show, the proof example of love because he was like, if his mom did it. And that's just like even with my sister Serena, when she said she's seen her and her dad go through it. So I didn't want that to be for my son. So, you know, I, I had to definitely leave. Let your kids definitely be one of the things to leave because you don't want your daughter or your son thinking. And think about this. Do you ever want to get that phone call from your daughter saying that her man, her, her husband or her boyfriend hit her and you want to tell her to stay? No, you will tell her to leave. So the same information and advice that you would give your child, take that same information for yourself. I agree. So Trish, um, as a life coach, I'm pretty sure that you hear about situations like that all the time or you have since you started. And, you know, from what I hear and from what I've experienced when it comes to situations like that, uh, women mostly go to men because, you know, they felt like they they don't have love from their family or from their loved ones. And they seek it in somebody else who, who really doesn't know what love is. So, when you when you give people advice who's you know might be going through like a not really a, a domestic violence situation but it could be verbal you know mental abuse 
do you uh, usually suggest for them to, you know, break off their relationship and try to be by themselves? Because a lot of people, they they deal with, um, you know, issues of being by themselves and that, that hinges them from, you know, starting to heal. Yeah. I, I, by the way, Big T, I just love all of your questions. I really, really do. Um, that's a great question. So what I like to do with my specialty of being a life coach is I like to be their friends, you know, be a supportive friend. So what I mean by that is whether you leave that person or not, I'm still going to be there for you because I notice with a lot of people, their, their support system will run off on them when they need them the most because of their situation, you know, because it's because they don't agree that you're with this guy still or this girl still. And with me, I like to show them that I'm here regardless whether you stay with that person or not. And I'm just going to continue to pour love into you and continue to let you know how amazing you are, how worthy you are, because really what I find is it's really the self-validation. Um, a lot of a lot of people, most of us, it, it's, it's funny because everything stems from childhood, really. Everything stems from childhood. And I notice a lot of it is daddy issues or even having the father around, but not having the father there physically around, mentally around, or not giving you enough attention where, you know, you heard that you, you, you're loved, you heard that you're beautiful. So a lot of that comes from surprisingly, a lot of it comes from daddy issues, you know, there's also other different, everyone has a different story. So not all of them are that in that case, but majority from what I find comes from daddy issues and not having the father figure around to guide the, the daughter, because after all, we're all looking when, when you come out the wound and you, you know, whether you have your father or not in your life, you're all, you're looking for that male figure. You're looking for that male figure to guide you in life. Right. That's why some women, even they like older men because of it, because they didn't have a dad around. So they're attracted to that. So it really is based off of what they went through as a child. And what I just like to do is just be there. It's really uh, the self-love because when you start loving yourself more, you'll start to realize, okay, this is not love. And a lot of it, like how Sabrina had mentioned with seeing her father and, and her mom's situation, you know, some situations are beautiful, like, like their situation where he did do some healing. He did get some help and their relationship has grown because it's really about the, the partner, right? In some cases, you know, I have clients where their, their relationships were in shambles, but they both decided to do healing and walk that journey together. And, you know, because I'm also a firm believer of giving people second chances. You know, their people do change. I've changed dramatic, dramatically. I was never this person in my past, right? You would have told me a couple of years back, hey, Trisha, you're going to be a life coach. You're going to be preaching love and positivity. I was like, yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Sure I am, right? But we all change. So it's like, it's if that partner is willing to make that change and, and walk that path with you, there is a chance that it could get better, right? But if it isn't and it's not healthy, the best thing to do is not run away when someone needs you the most, right? But to be there and continue to spread love and continue to help that person see what you see in them, right? So once you start to love yourself, once you start to look in the mirror and see this version of yourself, you start to like automatically without even trying your subconscious starts to reject that energy and you start to tell yourself you know what i'm so much more worthy than this situation i'm so much better than this situation i deserve love i deserve this because once you give yourself the best love that you can right you have to you have to find someone that can top that or just match it 
you will never go with someone who is beneath that love, right? So it's really about learning how to love yourself. And a lot of the time we're not, we don't grow up. I know in my community, you know, we don't grow up learning how to love ourselves. We don't grow up with that hey, make sure you take care of yourself. Hey, hey, make sure you do some self-love, some self-care. Make sure you look in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful. We're always looking for someone else to do that for us instead of doing it for ourselves. And once you can validate yourself, I'm telling you, your whole life shifts without you even trying to shift. Like, And sometimes what I love to see with some of my clients is that they don't even have to make an effort because they start to love themselves so much. The partner starts to reject that and that they just start to slowly leave their lives without any drama. It's like the universe protects you a little bit more. You're like, wait, I didn't even have to leave him. He just left or this happened. It's because you, what you're going through inside is a reflection of your outside world. But the biggest thing I can say for somebody who is, you know, if you have a friend or somebody you know that is dealing with this domestic violence, be there for them. Do not run away just because they're not doing what you want them to do. Everybody has their own journey. Everybody has their own timing for things. Just encourage them because that encouragement, it plants a seed in their mind. And whether you believe it or not, they're thinking about what you told them. They really are. So that's the best thing I can say. I don't like to judge people based off their, you know, decisions, but just encourage that, you know, you are worthy. You know, like you said, you never know what someone's going through. So smile, you know, give someone a compliment when you can. You don't know how much that can lift someone's day. Okay. So you actually mentioned something um, that I've been thinking about lately and I would say over the past six or seven months, there's been a lot of talk about red flags and people not paying attention to them. And one thing you don't really hear about more often than you know the usual topics is when it comes to filtering out who you date. And I find it hard to believe that you can, you know, sit across the table from somebody or be on the phone with somebody for, you know, during the get to know you process and not really get a feel for who this person is, because no matter how long you put on that facade, eventually the real you is going to come out, you know, mm -hmm. you just got to, you know, pay attention. So I'm going to put this question out to everyone in the room. So what do you think is the biggest hang up? when it comes to dating these days? And I'm gonna start with you, uh, Sabrina. Well, because I'm in the stage now, good, good person to start with. Anyway, um, I would say for me, my biggest, the biggest flag you could say, the biggest hang up, like what would be like, uh -uh, I'm good off him. Well, what do you think is the most difficult thing about, you know, finding somebody and, and that person being right for you without it end up being bad, you know? Oh, the biggest thing for me, the intellectual part. Like, I need to be able to converse with you. Like, if you are hot-headed, like, you got to listen to all the mumble rap, act like you, eh, 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 whatever the case, like, to me, that's just, that's the issue. Um, and right now, because I'm on a spiritual awakening journey, I feel like if I tell you that I do meditate or I do take family and faith and 
something very serious in my life in my finances um very serious in my life I would hope that 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 you would have that interest if that makes sense you know what I'm saying that I find you interesting that uh you know you would match my energy when it comes to that meaning you'll be understanding like I do what I do how I do it and not be intimidated by what accolades I may come with um, because I'm going to be understanding on what you come with and understand your background. So I would hope you would do the same and not be intimidated because you're a man and you feel like you could take care of me or, or whatever the case may be, because from what I've seen and what I've heard, um, women do go through those things where they just end up dimming their light after a while because of relationships. So I, for me, I want to continue to shine. And if you want to shine with me, my brother, come on. Other than that, that would be my main thing. I love it. Match my energy. (laughs) (laughs) June, how about you? Well, um, I'm married, so I'm not really, you know, out there, you know, looking. But um, for me, everything that Sabrina said, you know, like um, you have to be intellectual. Um, Someone that has dreams and goals. you know, someone that's not afraid to, um, you know, I don't want to say, but, you know, we're all, we're all male and female and um, just someone that's able to tap into um, their human side, if that, you know, if that makes sense to you and, you know, just be honest, like honesty is a big thing for me. Okay. And you, Q? Um, you know, and see, with, even with, with, okay, so before I even go there, because like with my situation, my stepfather was my high school sweetheart and put a, uh, put a front on for three to four years. Didn't even see it at all. And for some reason, a lot, a lot of people won't show that. Um, I believe his came out when it came out of jealousy after I had our son. That's when his, because my attention was no longer his. Um, so definitely be be aware of that as well, because parents could be jealous of their children, um, and they could snap. Um, but I would say definitely um, the the um, the biggest hiccup I do see in dating is that everybody ain't got no patience nowadays. No one has patience. Everybody want to rush. Um, and also know, and, and also with the emotional intelligence, having emotional intelligence, you also feel that a person is not matching your emotional intelligence. Maybe you should also question that and also affect your communication because a lot of people not talking. Everybody running to their friends and sitting there saying, girl, he did this. So talking to their dudes, like, you know, she's doing this and oh my God. So it's like, we talking to our friends, but we're not talking to one another. What's going on? Like, so that's another thing. So those are the biggest hiccup, like not communicating, rushing, and not just being in the moment and just loving the moment that it is. And we already got the picket house, the fence, the six kids, and the two families in the driveway. Like, what's going on? We just, we, we only three months in. What's up? So it's like, just, you know, that's one of the biggest hiccups. And then again, having just patience, like I say, patience, effective communication, as well as, don't and emotional intelligence for real and like my sister Sabrina said you're not matching they're not matching your energy 
call like call the thing a thing. Like, and I hate to put red flags on it. It ain't even gotta be a red flag. It just doesn't, it's not what it is. And it's okay. Yeah, I think that a lot of people don't they don't want to face up the fact that that person that they have a strong emotion for isn't the right one for them out of a want to not be alone, out of physical attractiveness, out of sometimes even desperation. You know, I, I, I was in a situation that I didn't realize until years later where I, I received, I, you know, I was in a situation where I was in love with somebody and she liked the way I took care of her. So I realized what unrequited love is. And a lot of people don't understand that your, your, your relationship is one-sided and it takes sometimes turmoil or just a hard life lesson for you to realize that. And it's, I, you know, we need to get to a, a, a place where we can save people from going through it because sometimes it sends them down that path to become a bitter or petty individual. And I'm not going to lie. I've done some petty stuff and, you know, we can get into that later on, but you know, it is what it is, you know, but yeah. I always try to educate people on recognizing who they with in a situation then because they don't, they don't check all the boxes and that, yeah. and that, and that I think is important. Like, I don't think they implemented questionnaires for like dating and stuff for no reason. Like it's a reason it's there. So do the work. Don't just hit the highlights and be like, all right, that'll work. Let's go do this because that's how you create situations where like, uh, I'm pretty sure you guys seen that video of the young lady who set the guy's car on fire and she ended up getting caught up in it. Everyone thought that she just, was crazy but it was a whole different story behind that you know so you know what I find big T I'm sorry to cut you off we know what I find is that people don't even know their love languages and it's like how are you going to be in a relationship if you don't even know how to how you receive love or how you give love so I love how like all the women are saying emotional intelligence because I'm a sapiosexual. If for any of you who don't know what that is, it's a mental thing, right? I have to be mentally stimulated. And I notice a lot of us are operating off of lust, right? Which is another demon that is inside of you that you're fighting. It's not a demon, literally like a demon inside of you, but you know, it's a negative energy or a trait that's been following you through generationals. It's a generational curse, you know? But um, I realize a lot of people don't ask those questions. Like, what is your love language? Because a lot of the times you're not even on the same page. And that's that's the big turmoil in a, in a relationship is one person is, is doing this and they expect the love that they give and don't realize that other people give love in different ways. We're all operating based off of how we received love in our childhood, right? And that lust. Let go of the lustiness because, yes, someone looks good in the outer, right? But it's really about the inner. You're going to grow old. Things are going to change. It has to be a mental connection. In order to have that, you have to ask questions. So I think like a big red flag is 
noticing what questions these people are asking you, whether it be a female or a man, because I know prior to meeting my husband, right, I was single for two years before I met my husband and I was over it. I was literally, I'm like, I'm never going to have, I'm probably going to go become a lesbian at this point because I'm just so tired of the men. What are you doing? What you're wearing? Can you send me a picture? Like, it was so repetitive. And I'm like, hello, do y'all know I have a mind in here? Is anyone interested in what's going on in my head? It's like, pay attention to the questions that they ask, because if someone's truly interested in you, and I say you, not the outer, not the body, you, they're going to ask mental stimulating questions that are going to be like, good question. I like this. And that's really what stimulates uh, the other human being is like giving that person that safe place to be like, I see you. I see you and I don't see you in a just physical way, but I see you and I want to know more about you. So knowing your love language, I think is like one of the most important things to when you're beginning like a relationship or even just getting to know someone is like, how do you give love? And then also say, how do you like to receive love? Because how you give it is not necessarily how you receive it. So like going back to what you said, Big T, with your relationship, the girl liked what you can do for her. That's a love language. A lot of people like the gifts. They like that, the financial stability. They like all of these things, right? And if you don't communicate with that, you can also feel like you're just being used, you know? And you have to understand like, well, okay, well, if that's one of your love language, cool. But how how do you give love then? You know, it has to be in an alignment together. I think that a lot of people don't even know what love actually is because they never actually experienced it, you know, coming up, whether it be from, you know, a mother or father or, you know, a relationship or whatever. So um, I'm going to put this question out to the room and I'm going to start with you, Trish. In your opinion, what is love? That's a deep question. I don't think any of us really have the real definition of what is love, right? But I feel like, um, that's a really good one. Love is is the feeling that you get inside. It's a feeling of feeling secure, feeling safe, feeling like home, feeling like a connection of when you're around that person, they give you this feeling. And not necessarily you have to have them to give you this feeling, but they add to the feeling that you already have inside, right? It's a, it's, I, the best way I can say is like just feeling safe with that person, just feeling this, this connection, not on a physical, not, not what you can do for me, but just feeling that I'm being seen and just wanting to be there for me, accepting me all the way around, flaws and all. Um, you know, that question is so, so deep. Like, it's so deep. Like, I think um, you, like you said, not everybody knows what love is because they haven't. So I think what it is, is first finding how to love yourself. And then when you get that feeling of how, how it feels to love yourself, then see if you can get that within someone else. Can someone add that feeling to you? Can they make that feeling grow within you? Um, But it's definitely finding love within yourself first, right? Um, but yeah, that's such a deep question. I feel like I can go like keep adding yeah. bullet points on that. Like, it's, but that, and, oh my God, Big T, you, you are know. killing it with the questions today. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm going to give it to my soul sisters. What you guys think love is? 
it comes to but a bible scripture to me there's a bible scripture that goes love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it's not proud it's not rude it's not self-seeking it's not easily angered it keeps no records of wrongs love is like everything that you just said it rejoices with the truth it always protects it always trusts it hope it's always hope it preserves like Love is like, ah, yes, yes, mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. a breath of fresh air. <laughs> exactly, I agree with all that. And I, in the yeah. crazy that how June just literally, and, quote, and Trish. <laughs> she just literally quote that. If I end up taking it over here to the side of my wall, I got that exactly on my wall. Mm-hmm. I literally do, do. and I even yeah. got the letters that say L-O-V-E because you and, and no matter where I come or where I live at where I go people always say when they came into my house my house feel like it was like a like Jill said uh-huh, like they just could be themselves like I even had cable man revising I had people technicians I had the janitor I had anybody who came to my house it was like, why do your house feel like it's just nothing but boast of love and I could just be free and just be me? Like, it's a it's an openness. Because that's it, because you want to know why? Just like what um, Trishy said, because I found it within myself for me to radiate without it myself. I'm giving it out and putting it out into the universe, into life. So even creating my home, people come in, they end up feeling that. So that listen, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's like, and also to add to that, it's not only just love. It's just it's comfortable. It's no no judgment. It's understanding. It's hearing. You know, hearing to not to respond, but hearing to listen. It's, uh, you know, it's, yes. it's just oh, it's just so much. It's freeing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's just and so. One, no. And one thing I want to add: um, love isn't supposed to hurt. I just mm-hmm. want to say that um, mm-hmm. that's something me, um, her soul rest in peace, Deidre Edwards would always say um, to me when I was going through those days where I was going through that domestic violence situation or whatever the case may be. And I would cry to her and I'm like, why, why? And she'll just be like, baby, love is not supposed to hurt. So I always, that always just stayed in the back of my mind. But everything my soul sister said, they already hit it on the nail because I had it written down right here. I was like, oh. There it goes. There it goes. There it goes. Like they said it all. Um, it's like a and love feeling. is unconditional. It's not, huh? it's not really. I said love is like a feeling. It's not something that you can really write and put into words. It's more of a feeling within, and that's why it's so important to connect within yourself because you can identify that feeling. You can identify like, ooh, he made me feel like when I first met my husband, Big T. Let me tell you, like, <laughs> there was just like, you know how people say you just know, like when you yeah. meet that person, like. And I never, I thought that was so cliche. I'm like, yeah, sure, right? You just know. How you do, How you gonna know, right? Like, how you gonna know? And when I met him, it was like, it was like this instant, like, it was more of a spiritual connection where I was like, whoa, do I know you? Like, have we met somewhere before? Like, my soul resonated with his soul, if that makes sense. And I think the moment you do the healing, you're, you're a little bit more aware of those feelings and you can really identify like, ooh, 
like this person makes me feel good. Like, and like sis said, it's not supposed to hurt. Although so, love is a roller coaster ride and there are difficulties in the, in, in the journey. And I love how Kwa said patience because patience is everything. Everybody comes with flaws, right? Even yourself. And if you can accept that, because you, you, when you look at it, like when you're, when you're with your twin flame, which are your partner, they are a reflection of you. So if you are, are judging them based off of what they're going through or their flaws, you're judging yourself, mm-hmm. right? So that's why it's important to love yourself. So then when you see your partner, you're, you accept it because you know, like they're human. We're all human. None of us got the rule books when we came out the wound. No, no one had the book that said, here you go. Here's, the, here's how to work in life. This is how to operate. You're just, you, you're trying to figure it out on your own. And when you can have that safety, someone that's going to be like, listen, I got your back through this whole journey. Like that's, it's just a feeling. Yeah. I, uh, I realized what love was in a kind of unorthodox way. Like the way I describe it, it's for me, it's it's finding something or someone that can annoy you, but you don't you don't mind it. You know, no one else <laughs> or nothing else can annoy you besides this particular person or thing. You know, to me when you find someone that you truly love, the world fades around you and it's just you two mm-hmm. on a cloud in your own universe, circling each other in bliss. It's wanting what's best for that person by making them do the work and go through hardships, even if you have to push them away because you actually care about them that much that in order for them to be where they need to be in life or get the healing they deserve, you have to push them away because being around them is going to hinder them from taking that step. And not everybody can, you know, sacrifice that, that person or that feeling or, you know, the thing that they're holding on to in order to grow because of fear of being scared of, whatever you know what i'm saying so i think once people realize that they need to get out their own way and they recognize you know actually what they have in their life you know what i'm saying then you'll never be able to experience that truly in my opinion so i mean it's different for everybody but actually recognize it will be the first step because if you if you realize it too late, then you're gonna you know you're gonna feel like you wasted your life or you're gonna ruin the best thing that ever happened to you you know so without that, I don't know how we can grow as a people you know because there's so much beautiful things in the world that has to offer that get outshined by uh hate and, and ratchetry and, and things of that nature because drama sells. You know, and me personally, yeah, it's entertaining. It's a way to get out your head if you're dealing with something, but that's not what life is, you know. So I I don't let life get in the way of living. That's just the way I live my life. Yeah. So let me let me ask you guys this. Um, is it something that you discovered 
during uh, your meetup in Delaware at the Beach House that about yourself that you didn't know until you guys had that meeting? And you you can start, Trish. Well, I listen, it's it's interesting because a lot of people think that, you know, I was just a life coach and I didn't get healing out of it, but I absolutely did. I got healing too. Like what I loved and what I took from these women is their bravery. Their bravery, like the the fact that they were brave enough to share their story and be super transparent and to just see that I saw myself in each and every one of them. You know, like when I was able to stay still and listen to them, I'm just like, oh, wow, she's not that different than I am. You know, we are all going through some somewhat, maybe not exactly the same thing, but something, you know, and it just made me realize that. And this is why it's so important for the show is that us as women, we're no different. Like we are literally, we're the same species. You know what I'm saying? Like, how could we possibly be different? We all bleed. We all go through these certain things, whether you're a mom or not, some people are going to become moms. Some people aren't on that journey, but we've been on the journey before motherhood. It's just really seeing how like, we're all the same. You know, yeah, we may go different, go through different parts and journeys through our life, but you know, I could look at Kwame, I could look at Sabrina, I could look at June and I can see myself in them. And and how can I judge them? I would be judging myself if I did that, you know, because they're a reflection of me in a very spiritual way, you know. Um, so that's really what I learned. I learned that to be brave and it's okay to share your story. It's okay to be transparent because really everybody wants someone who's real, not fake, not somebody that's picture perfect. You can't relate to that type of person, right? You only can relate to somebody that is authentic, that is transparent, that's real. And you kind of, I admired them. I was just like, man, like, I wish I was a little bit more like that. I wish I was a little bit, you know, transparent on my story. And I think that they helped me become that. Okay. How about you, Sabrina? Can you repeat again? <laughs> I was saying uh, during the uh, the meetup in Delaware when you was at the beach house, was it something? What was something new that you discovered about yourself? Um, you know, after the, uh, you guys uh, had the healing session. Uh, what I found out about myself was um, life isn't so toxic. <laughs> like, I mean. I, the only reason why I say that toxic work freely is because I was feisty. I was upset. I always wanted to fight. I always wanted to like have a rebuttal for every little damn thing, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I always knew the answers and I really didn't. Um, so I can say that there's more to, I just looked at it like there's more to life out there, Brina. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't need to act so hard because of what I went through or so tough and to show like yeah I could do it da, 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 da. like you know what I'm saying like I'm Brina I'm, I used to call myself Big Brina okay <laughs> and and she had to change her name to Queen because I'm like girl like you're a girl like you're not a guy like we can do it you know what I'm saying so for me um you know and just seeing like I said everybody else's background and how each and every one of them just 
they glow different now too as well. And we're all the same. I, like I can say, like we're all minority, we're all the same color. And just the background alone, just I was never invigorated by each and every one of their stories. Like to see how Quaz doing her thing with her whole podcast and how I'm just glowing up with my waist trainers and how I'm learning now to not worry about who support me and who don't or how unapologetically I'm showing up now if that makes sense like I could be myself without worrying about oh Sabrina I saw you posted this this that and the third I don't care I posted it and that's what you're gonna get you feel what I'm saying whether you like it or not my mother was like oh my gosh and then she's she's just like that's my daughter (laughs) like she loves it she's like I just love to see the way you are now but you know, still humble yourself a little bit. Do it with class, not trash. <laughs> you still wearing my name back here. So, um, yeah, man, I'm just saying, like, I feel like for anyone who's listening right now, I feel like you should definitely be open-minded to wanting to elevate, wanting to know more about being still. Um, get guided by Trish, of course. Got to throw that in there because I'm doing it still every day. And um, it... and we live an imperfect life. Like we all said here, you know, we're all flawed. So we're not walking around like, yes, I'm um, grand rising. And um, this is going to happen today. And this is, yeah, it's rainbows today. Like, no, my car broke down. My hood flipped up. Like um, my bank account was overdrawn dollar. Like (laughs) you feel me? But I still, like I always say, trials and tribulations that come my way, but definitely we will withstand everything everything that's thrown at us. So that's what we could say today. Okay, Q, how about you? Um, what I learned about myself is um, basically, I, I already had the sense of confidence um, being very transparent, which I used to call it very blunt, um, which so <laughs> I used to call myself the black sheep of the family because I was the one that actually would talk about that pink ass elephant in the room that everybody want to walk around and like they don't see. I was like the one that I'm, I see it. So we're about to talk about it. Um, so I did learn by myself, the more me being more self-confident, me being very transparent and me that I actually don't give a fuck what people have to say or think about me. Cause at the end of the day, this is my world, my life. And this is me. And when I read last time, I remember there's only one person name on my birth certificate. And when I do leave out this universe or this world, ain't none of y'all ain't coming behind me. So <laughs> I'm not sharing the casket. So and so basically just living me and being me unapologetically without caring what anyone has to say, because this is who I am. You want to take it, leave it or love it. Which one? So that's where I definitely found more about me and throughout this um, healing journey as I continue to go on. And even at the retreat, that's why you got Pillow Talk with the T. Pillow Talk with the T was birthed through the Soul Sisters retreat. And that's why I give it to you guys every day. Candid, raw, open, unguarded, uncomfortable conversation and no judgment zone. There you go. What say you, Joan? Well, what I learned is that there is actually people out there like me, Um, you know, growing up, uh, I can say that, you know, um, it was, I was always different, um, if that makes sense. Um, And going into this house with these women, um, like Trishy, like Sabrina, like Kwa said, um, 
our stories may not be the same, but they're very similar. And a lot of the things that, you know, I see myself in, in these ladies as well. So it's like, um, I found my tribe. So that's, that's what I left with, that there are people out there that are like me. No doubt, no doubt. I think that one of our biggest problems as a society is we get stuck on that crab in the barrel mentality. Like, you know, I got to bring somebody down because I'm too scared to make a step up. I don't know what's on the other side of, of the lid, you know, and I don't want to call it stupid, but it's an ignorant way of going through life. And a lot of people are, you know, cursed with that way of thinking. And to continue that tradition is to keep us where we are right now. And I think that over the past, you know, 10 years or so, I've seen an uptick in life that's been beautiful. You see a lot of people uh, become more energetic about themselves. You see a lot of, you know, creators uh, getting out of their head and, and stop putting that, that dream of theirs to the side and, and making it happen. The growth of platforms and podcasts, giving people outlets to share stories. And the catch the air is somebody who's going through life just like them and inspire them to do better about themselves, if not get the help they've been looking for. So I think that we need to, you know, do what our forefathers did and, you know, actually become a community, you know, like they used to do back in the day. If, if you see a kid acting up, you know, yank them up by the arm and take them to their parents. Hey, man, he's throwing marshmallows at a cat. That's that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you gotta you gotta hold other people accountable for themselves, so that way they can recognize what's actually going on. You know, you hear people say, you know, are you paying attention? But when you hear that, they say, are you talking about something in particular? Is it about somebody famous? Like, no, nah, are you actually paying attention to what, to your surroundings? You know. Yeah. So, I think without that. Um, you can see another hundred years of us repeating the same cycle. And, and the only thing that's going to be different is that we're going to be on iPhone 25 or something like that. Like, you know, honestly, that that's just my opinion. So um, for 2022, where would you guys like to be in your life? And what what do you think would be the best way to make that happen. I'm going to start with you, Trish. So for 2022, I feel like I'm already where I wanted to be, to be honest with you. 2022 kicked off with a bang for me. Like it went right into it. Like I manifested it in 2021 by setting my intentions. And you know how a lot of people be like, new year, new me. It wasn't like that. It was just really more like, okay, what can we do better? How can we elevate ourselves? Like not just for the year, but just as a lifestyle in general. And um, I feel like I'm, I'm on that. I'm already on that wave. I just really want to continue to be consistent. That's the main key for me is consistency, staying consistent with everything that I do. Um, and obviously, so sisters, I want so sisters. I Not that I want, it is, it will. It has already been in the universe marinated. TV deals, I want this to be something big where we can spread it to the masses. Like like you said, of, of importance of, we're gonna continue doing the same thing with the generation behind us to come. 
if we don't start to look in the mirror and be like, what can I do differently? What let's let's inspire other people to to heal, whether you're a female, male, kid, teenager, just by us doing our work, we can help the world. So really what I see in 2022 is just the glow up of humanity, you know, of everyone just waking up and starting to, there's a shift, something is going on in the spiritual energy world that is waking people up to be like, hey, I don't want to work no more. Why am I making him rich or her rich when I can make myself rich, right? Like, it's just something, there's something flowing in the air. And I just really want that to continue so we can all blossom and realize that we don't have to compete with each other. There's enough money to go around for all of us. You know, it doesn't kill you to compliment the next person and say, wow, you look good or you look beautiful today or, oh, oh, bro, nice sneakers. Like it doesn't, it's not going to kill your self-esteem to do that. So really what I want to continue in 2022 is really to be an inspiration to others and to continue to glow up and continue with, I haven't ate meat in over, it's about to be a year, continue with that process, continue with my health and wellness, continue with my businesses and the glow up. Like I said, 2022 has started with a bang for me. So I'm like, let's continue this. Let's let this energy continue. And not just for 2022, but for a lifestyle until I am here, until I leave. So that's what I see. And, and, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this year. How about you, Sabrina? For me, um, consistency, like Trish said, I have to piggyback off what she said. Um, Consistency and more creative abilities. Like I want to create more new things, more new connections with, um, and I want to be impactful in, in a different way and actually um, work with the gift, the God-given gift God gave me. And um, you know what I mean? So that is definitely something that I'm working on. And um, just to keep showing up as my authentic self, um, you know, that anxiety is not mine to keep, if that makes sense. So I find myself today, you like still, because we're human, being anxious about stuff it's like girl what you anxious for calm down like let it happen like you get what i'm saying go with the flow be in a present moment and um real love is upon me this year so i'm grasping it and of course um dissecting it with my soul sisters having my back and i'm just so grateful um to say i have them so yeah i'm just ready for new and bigger things Okay, just make sure you stay off them dating sites. You should be all right. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not on that. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> all right, how about you, Q? <laughs> well, with myself, um, to continue to elevate, to be the best version of myself, you know, to be better than 2021, you know, uh, 2021 now into 2022, it continues to resonate the elevation. Um, so also um, just continue to expand the brand of Pillow Talk with the team and doing what I need to do with them because I do truly believe and anyone knows me, I'm power, silence is power for me. So I'm not a person that tell people what's going on with me. You'll see it when you see it. And if you don't, it wasn't meant for you to see it. Um, but definitely so much to come with the brand and expanding that um, and taking and soaring off 
but just definitely um, continue with the elevation and continue to me be an example to a young woman, a, a woman, a young man, a grown man, um, just people of our community to, to live with and live and stand with any truth, tell their story, make their story their power. Your story is your power, stand in it and don't let it shame you. Um, to also to be unapologetically me and be so transparent that my resonation of me being unapologetically me and transparent rub on, on others because, again, as you say, with community um, is a very lack of. Um, so and just just also, as the old saying, you know, together we stand, divided we fall. And we need to bring that, you know, togetherness back to, again where's the root of it we got to put the root back in the community the tree the branches every like come on like we got to bring that and then separate and also let's exempt and get the division from men versus women in our community how about we we stand side by side with each other and we do this damn thing that's called life together? Why I gotta be such a division of men? Because remember when you're pointing one finger at a person, guess how many pointing back at you? Three. So we gotta be able to come on, comprehend the knowledge and the scientific um notion of what's going on around us. And then also I want everyone to take accountability. Stop saying men need to take accountability. No, first of all, men need to stop saying women need to take accountability because I feel like we've been taking accountability more than them. But that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but I study us saying who needs to take account of um, accountability. How about we all need to take accountability because at some point we all slack on accountability. So how about we all just come together and do it? So that's basically what's up with me, just to keep elevating, being the best version of myself, showing up, showing out, and expanding Pillow Talk with the tea bread, and also building the community the way it needs to be. I'm only one woman, so if I got a lot of other kings, queens, princes, and princesses here, let's go. Let's get it. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. All right, Jill. Uh, what uh, what do you uh, what do you uh, expect out of twenty twenty two for yourself? Well, twenty twenty two is um, my year of manifestation and my year of gratitude. Um, I would say for the past five years, um, I it, it was rough and a lot of different things, a lot of different cycles, um, but. Through it all, um, understanding that five was a number of grace. Gracefully, I feel like God carried me through it and he showed me some things. And 2022 is time. And and the year started off, like Trishy said, with a bang. And I know that I feel this is it. This is the season. Like everything is happening. I'm, I'm standing in my now. Like, so, yeah. Okay, so um, there's a place where I can uh get one of your prepackaged meals since you be throwing down in the kitchen. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So um, you would just definitely um have to reach out to me through the DM, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, we can definitely get you some food. <laughs> okay, that'll work. That'll work. Um, I think that 
you know, hearing you guys share your stories with me has been, um, you know, something that not everybody can say with, you know, earnesty. And, and by that, I mean, not everyone's comfortable enough with being transparent. You know what I'm saying? Because that's like going on stage in your underwear. You know what I'm saying? But fear on the other side of that one step is relaxation. It's freedom. It's the realization that only thing you had to do was pivot in one direction and you're out of that that state of fear. And I, I see that's what you guys did, you know, especially when it came to, you know, getting around somebody that you don't really know that well, or you haven't known for that long and just, you know, laying it all out there and saying, hey, you know, I'm you and you are me, you know, and to have that togetherness is what, you know, created this, this bond that I see, you know, I don't see you know, four different females on my screen, I see sisters, you know, so it's, it's rare. Like you hear people talk about it, but you can tell when it's not genuine. And I don't see that with you guys. I, I see genuine, you know, a genuine sorority in front of me. So I would like to see a soul sisters panel that goes around and help people in their time and need, you know, not just through, your uh reality show but you know i want to see you guys set up in like you know uh, an arena or something and you helping a group of people and giving them the <laughs> guidance and let them know that hey you know what i'm saying i you know it's it's not it's not hard you just need somebody to tell you it's gonna be all right only thing you gotta do is let somebody know that you 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 need help you know what i'm saying you're not the only one that's been through it you know what i'm saying so Pain is universal, you know, but so is love. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So is feeling good. You know what I'm saying? So is caring. So don't let that be the only emotion. Don't let that be your center. Let it be a part of you, but let it be the part that you learn from, not that you focus on, you know? Yes. So I think that I, I, I can honestly see that happening and, um, you know, I, it, when it does, I want to be one of the first people to invite. And if you don't, we're going to have a problem in the future is all I'm saying. <laughs> I love that idea. We're definitely going to definitely look into that. And the reason why I wanted it to be on TV, though, is because I wanted to be able to reach people that we can't reach physically. You know, mm -hmm. TV is a universal thing. It's, it's everywhere in different countries. But yes, Big T, I love that idea. We definitely need to do some tours physically so people can feel the energy not just see it but actually feel the energy and really touch people physically mentally spiritually all of that so thanks for that idea i love it love it you're gonna be the first one we got vip uh seating for you right in the front <laughs> <laughs> that'll work that'll work most definitely um ladies i appreciate you guys joining me and um I don't want this to be the last time we have a conversation. You know, we got to loop back around and, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, talk about some other subjects. I think that, you know, not everybody gets a chance to to hear on a daily basis and from actual people that's not reading from a script, you know, mm -hmm. because a lot of people, they get life lessons from TV. And that's 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 not what life is. Life yeah. is, you know 
going to work every day, being around somebody, taking care of kids, raising them, going to school, car breaking down on you, gas prices being two dollars higher than normal, like that's what life is. The real stuff. And that's why Soul Sister is so different from any reality show because this is real life. This is not scripted. We we, we have the time we was barefaced, not worrying about being cute and stuff. It's realness. Like, and I agree with you. You can't really when you see someone picture perfect, that's not the realness. Behind that, behind that camera, they're going through everyday things, whether you got money or not. Everybody has some sort of problem. So I love that. I love that. Yeah. I um I can I can go on a tangent about, you know, makeup and all that stuff, but I don't want to get nobody riled up and I don't want to hurt nobody feelings because I have a PhD in minding my business, but I also know how to point out the obvious, you know? So I think that real life conversations are the best part of life, you know? And me personally, if you can't hold a conversation, I got no business talking to you, you know? And that's just, that's just me. And I think that I've been saying this for a while and I'm going to say it again. I think that there should be someone who actually shows young men how to talk to girls because Mm. I find it so difficult that you can't just literally sit across from somebody without, you know, talking about what you're watching on TV or something like that. I'm talking about just, just have a conversation about endless subjects, you know, Mm -hmm. really get a feel for somebody. You know, and that, that self-recognition, I think, would stop a lot of these bad relationships or situations where uh, a young lady becomes a single mother or a guy feels as though he has a, you know, a bad uh, baby mother because of the disconnect they had when they shouldn't have been together in the first place. Don't get me wrong, that child is a blessing, but, you know, you don't have two adults raising them you have someone who's trying to figure it out and another person dealing with their issues and that's not that's not good for the child and that's not good for them so we got to stop that dynamic and i really i think that someone should write a book it should be male and female minds behind it to educate young men on how to talk to women and i think that it will be part of the steps we need to breaking up the monotony that we call life and we grew up in you know what i mean big t i think you should write the book (laughs) i really do i really do you know don't wait for anybody else to do it but you do it because what your message is and let me tell you this is by far one of my favorite podcast interview today i love how you ask this questions like you got deep in there with the questions you were very intellectual stimulating the mind with the questions like you you're amazing at what you're doing and you are inspiring mm-hmm. i i appreciate i appreciate the praise but i'm, I'm taking trust i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> but i'm taking too honey <laughs> nah i was joking i was joking but Actually, uh, I wish I could. If I if I had somebody to partner with, I would. But I'm working on four shows. I'm writing my autobiography and a scripted series, so I'm pretty right. busy, you know. Nice. But like I said, this has been dope. 
I appreciate uh, you ladies for joining me. And like I said earlier, uh, we got to do this again. I enjoyed this conversation and um, I look forward to having much more. So, um, you know, thank you, D-Cast, uh, or part of the cast, a quarter of the, or a third of the cast of Soul Sisters for joining me today on the I Can't Make This Up podcast. Um, I want you to please, uh, you know, let everybody know where they can reach you at. Um, you know, all of the uh, social medias and everything that, that you want them to check out and any information on the show and its release date. And we're going to start with you, Trish. So you guys can follow me at, at Trishy Marie on every platform. I even have music out there. So if you're looking for a vibe to connect, my music is very much aligned with everything that I do. You can also make sure you follow, most importantly, at So Sisters Reality Show. Like I mentioned, we're casting for season two. So if you or somebody you know is interested in being a soul sister, part of season two, reach out to us. Let us know why you think you should be in the house, what you may be dealing with, and how we can help you. And be be sure to tune in February 10th at 9 p.m. We are having an exclusive first ever watch party. The show will not be released yet, but this is me giving you guys the first looks of it, um, along with the ladies. This will be their first time watching it, so tune in tap in access questions uh it's gonna be a vibe so make sure you do that um also follow my business page at sure shot company shout out to my husband my amazing husband who helped me create this show he edited it he filmed it he was behind the production and if it wasn't for him this would have not have been even created so thank you ladise i love you um but yeah follow me at trisha marie if you're interested in meditation i host meditation monday through friday at 8 a.m virtually via zoom and that's easter standard time if you're interested in any life coaching sessions let me know i am your girl i, I just want to help anybody who needs help i want to be that person that i needed so thank you big t once again for having us on your platform and sharing your platform with us to inspire other people who are listening we really really appreciate you <laughs> you're very welcome all right what say you sabrina Well, Big T, it was great meeting you. Um, of course, once again, it's your curvy's lady queen. You guys can go and follow me at on IG at I am dot Sabrina S E B R E N A. Um, and of course, I have your waist trainers, your tummy control leggings right now on sale. So go follow at Curves Beauty underscore LLC. And of course, officially. Um, I am a New Jersey realtor with One Stop Realty Shop. So all your na- your land, your commercial, your residential needs, hit me up. I'm your girl. Um, and I'm so blessed, of course, to have blessed the stage with you guys. And, um, you know, to have and shout out to all of my soul sisters, of course, too, that is not here tonight. Um, all the girls that are out there. We love you guys. And thank you for having us. And um, stay tuned for all the good stuff I got coming up. <laughs> All right, Q. Yes, yes. This is your girl, Kwamea. And of course, listen, Big T, I appreciate you accepting the invitation and saying, you know what? Yes, come on. Come on. <laughs> it has been a very much pleasure. Great vibe. And I definitely agree with Trish. This is one of my top um, five favorites. Um, you definitely made it up on the top five interviews we had. 
doing the tour so far. But of course, this is your girl, Kwamea. But if you can't pronounce it, call me Q, Kwa, or either Queen. Um, you could go follow um, me at Pillow Talk with the T podcast on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, um, all that good stuff. You can also find me and subscribe to the channel Pillow Talk with the T on YouTube. Um, and anywhere there's podcast hosted, I am there. And just to name a few, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and all that good, that good, good, good sugar, sugar. Um, <laughs> yeah, so definitely Pillow Talk with the T definitely will be returning back on March 3rd. Stay tuned, follow the page, subscribe to the channel. And before March 3rd, just in case, if you don't know nothing about this good old tea, go catch up and, you know, tune into that season three that's already up there. So you won't be fell behind. You're looking like what's going on. But definitely, and also please check out Brown Sugar Diva Talk, where we give you that good old amazing talk dipped in brown sugar with my amazing co-host Ty from Red Lives, Red Lipstick Vibes and Sharice from Grown Ass Folk Podcast. We will be returning on our regular um, schedule program on Sundays, but so go follow that page, stay tuned, turn on the notifications, and also subscribe to the channel. There you go. All right, June. All right. And yes, Big T, like all of my sisters said, thank you for having us. It was definitely a vibe. Um, you can find me at on IG at June's Kitchen. Hit me up for your Valentine's Day meals. You need somebody to cook it for you. I'm here. Meal prepping. I got you on that too. You can also follow me for your health and wellness needs. I have um, health and wellness products. Um, follow me at June, that's spelled J-U-H-N-E underscore all underscore year. Okay. And then I'm on Facebook and Twitter as June Wheeler Mitter. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys for sharing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, the Landover Legend, a.k.a. Big T. And this has been another installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. That's I Can't, with a K, Make This Up podcast. You can find me everywhere podcasts are available. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Please do me a favor, follow all my guests. I will have the links down below. So please do me a favor, support them in all their endeavors. Look out for Soul Sisters coming real soon. And don't forget to leave a comment down in the comment section. Let me know what you thought about, you know, the discussion we had and everything like that. If you enjoyed the show, if even if you didn't enjoy it, you know what I'm saying? Let me know down in the comment section. I'll check it out. And then I'll block you. But anyways, <laughs> until next time, peace. <laughs> I can't make this up Being the wingman got me punched in the face by this crazy chick I can't make this up Gave this cool old man to ride home Now I'm harboring the fugitive I can't make this up Pinned between the fat chick and the speaker Now my shirt smell like her backside I can't make this up It's all bad cause my man about to get stabbed In his hand over french fries Bad and I'ma let the land over legend do the rest. I'm out.